mm-hmm. we start chatting through the app. This time it's got yeah. me on a website. I'm like, that's weird. Oh, I didn't even know yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 it was a little bit different this time. I'm like, that's – so, anyways. Yeah. Rel! <laughs> What's up, Chip, baby? What's up, man? <laughs> Let's get to this thing. Mm-hmm. We got a lot uh, to cover, it seems. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had – I know okay. that we were talking about – I just wanted to, like, preface the whole thing. And, like, we usually cover, like, a couple topics, stuff like that. But I feel in the last however long that we've talked since we had our last one, so much crazy shit has gone down. Yeah, it's been an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I feel like this just we, we just shotgun it. Let's see how we're going. Yep, how, uh, we're just going rapid fire this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so first we'll deal with all the hot topic of anti-Semitism. Ah, uh, starting yeah. with something easy, are we? Yeah, <laughs> keeping it light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keeping it light. Love it. So, my first, well, this will cover three people. First, it'll be uh, Kanye, and then we'll go Kyrie, and then we'll go to the the goat himself, Chappelle. Okay, that sounds good. So, with uh, Mr. West, I think. Mr. West is just uh, completely off of his meds. <laughs> and yes. I think the man legitimately needs help. And part of me, well, all of me, I don't think any of the three men I named are actually anti-Semitic or hate Jews. I think I'd agree with that. Kanye is, like I said, has mental health issues. I think Kyrie wants attention and he thinks he's smarter than he actually is. And Dave Chappelle is just a great comedian. He's poking fun at what's the hot topic. Yep. And I believe that's what covers those three. How do you feel? I think you got it pretty good. The only thing that I would say I'm ignorant on is the Kyrie situation. You want to just kind of fill me in. Like, all I really know is just a quick Google, like, look. Like, he shared some shit on Twitter. And then he got accused of some stuff, and then he really uh-huh. didn't pull back, and he should he have. He shared a view, but he never explained it. There was no caption. There was nothing right. with it. And in the video, I haven't watched it. It um, supposedly has some anti-Semitic things in there. Quite sure. possibly it did. And then he went on this whole lunatic thing. Him and Kanye got this thing where, you know, black people getting traded back to Judaism or some shit. I don't know. If it's true sure. or not, I, I tend not to believe anybody that was saying the world was flat before or somebody good. that two years into a uh, vaccination process is still fighting against vaccination. <laughs> um, I kind of can't side with you. You don't seem logical to me. Um, right. And as smart as I think he is because of the education he received, He's starting to look dumber and dumber the more he talks. And his credibility is shot with me the more I learn about who he is. I don't think he has bad intentions. I just think he's trying to stand for something and even more so in the black community. But the way he goes about it just seems ignorant. Now, I got a question on that one, like specifically like around the black community. Now, I know that in general... Mm -hmm. Uh, vaccinations, medical procedures, medical 
establishment. Let's call it the medical establishment. Yeah. It's not viewed kindly, right? So I get that. True. And, yes. Um, the two demographics that probably have the most reason to not like uh, the medical establishment, the black community, and I think I think Latinos were lower yeah. than average. Yeah. Obviously, anyone native uh, for obvious fucking reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you Small know these these kind of parks, Tuskegee Airmen, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all that. Yeah. <laughs> so, all the yeah. So, anyways, I, I I get why there's some hesitation there. Do you feel like this is more of like him trying to make a cultural statement, like for a community? I, or because I haven't heard I haven't heard shit about this guy. Like, I, I, I again Google search, but like I I haven't been following him for years. I've not had time to synthesize like a philosophy. I'm not really hearing that he has one, other than piecemeal so I, I guess my question is like is he trying to stand for something or he's, is he just like he's trying <laughs> to stand for something but the way he goes about it is kind of um he digs his heels in when he shouldn't because yeah. even with the anti-semitic thing he wouldn't apologize and when he said you know he wouldn't apologize that was him just saying i'm not gonna allow y'all to make me say something i don't want to say and in the right circumstances, that could quite possibly see, be something powerful. But yeah, if you offended a group of people, you just say, hey, my bad. That wasn't what the mis- message was intended for. I was uh-huh. trying to put Z instead of going, y'all can't make me say something. I don't give a damn how y'all feel. Yeah. And then if people try to make you say something after you've clarified exactly yes. your intent, then, then, you can, then you've got a little something to stand on. You're like, no. Yes. I, I just want you to not only create clarity, but I also think we need to get away from the sense that apologies or saying I'm sorry is a sign of weakness. It's a sign of compromise and some compassion. It, it, it shows there was some miscommunication there. I was misrepresented with how my words were or whatever I posted was supposed to be taken. This is what I meant. Can we go from there? I wasn't trying to harm anyone. I was trying to right. That's Ooh, all done. I wanted from you. Yeah, that's it. I so we should probably start this off with. I am against anti-Semitism in all its forms. <laughs> God it's damn it! Been... Say we. <laughs> <laughs> we yes. I don't want you to say that. They like real hates Jews. I don't want that. <laughs> and I stand with the Jewish community. <laughs> I know what you should build it. <laughs> oh, and that's how you buy yourself some time. You gotta buy yourself some time. <laughs> God damn it. So that man's a yeah, goal. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. It was funny. I was on I was on Reddit with uh um and I, I, I watched the clip, thought it was oh. fucking hilarious. Also thought it was like a master class in towing the fucking line. Like <laughs> getting as close as you possibly can to just saying oh, he really horrific that. outlandish shit. Yeah. Yeah. And just didn't quite, never quite crossed it, but like got as close as he could. Ooh, he stuck his toe over it, but he never stepped on that other side. <laughs> And the way I like about him, I'm probably taking a positive take because I, that's just how I feel in general towards this human being. I've watched his stand up for quite some time. I don't yes. think he 
specifically, I don't think he's got a heart full of hate. No. Um, he would have he would have been found out by now. <laughs> like, he would have. Some shit oh, would have come absolutely. out. He had a heart full of hate. They would have outed um, him a so lot. I don't, so I don't think that's it. Right. So I don't think that's it. That's why I take a more positive take on his, on his thing. But I feel that he layered a lot of his jokes in ways that if you didn't care about the nuance and you just wanted to strip away the layers, you can totally be like, yeah, he's normalizing anti-Semitism. Look at these anti-Semitic jokes. Yeah. And without realizing that by, and it was, it's the genius of Chappelle, right? Like that's how he made his bones. That's how he made his money. Oh, like, absolutely. Pointing out the hypocrisies and the fucking stupidities and all these stereotypes, making fun of them. Playing with controversy. Laughing, playing with controversy and everybody on the same side laughing at the shit. No, then it's hysterical and ridiculous and not true. Yep. Like a baby selling crack on a corner at three o'clock yeah. in the morning. Like <laughs> the stupidest shit possible. <laughs> playing with tropes, playing with idiotic like prejudices and shit like that. And shining a light on them, really. And I think that's that's fun. To me, that's that's But that's comedy as right its purest form. That's that's what you and I think. And I will, you know, keep my mind that's what you and I like, right? Yes. We like things that play with perspectives that really yeah. take you down a different path. Like, wow, that's a fucked up way of seeing that. I can see the humor in that. Humor is dark um, comedy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Humor is laughing at the tragedy of life. Yes. And like, I thought that's what comedy was. Like, that's what, it's not just like laughing at fucking dad jokes. So I do yeah. love me a good dad joke. Oh, don't get me wrong. But I, but <laughs> I, I indulge in the full spectrum of comedy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I find that I gravitate towards ones that are a little bit Darker, more on the oh, edge, I need more the like edginess. Yeah, I need it. Yeah, I feed off of it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need it to be straight up like hate. What's oh, no, no, hate? no. Like, See, I don't want yeah. hate speech or something that <laughs> incites violence. Mm-hmm. I just want something that makes you go shit, and you kind of think about it, and you go that that's kind of true. I like those aha moment jokes. After you finish laughing, you go, <laughs> oh wait. Yeah, that's I love that. <laughs> like with, with this Ferguson comment, like he went as close to the line as possible. You know, there's a lot of Jews and all that yep. shit. And he's like a lot of black people in Ferguson. I'm like, God damn. Yep, <laughs> and they ain't got no power. Not only fuck, he's right. <laughs> and what he was getting at, and he didn't specifically say it because it would take a long monologue to even get there. Oh, but yeah. this takes us into, and you and I've talked about this before. But this takes us into. Um, not just black, white, Jewish, non-Jewish, whatever the fuck, mm. but it takes us into class. And I started looking up, like, okay, why are there, why are there so many Jews in Hollywood? Mm-hmm. And you start realizing that it's same with banking. Like certain areas were considered whatever lower class, lower caste um, type work. Mm-hmm. Banking was considered that it was. Like, it was unchristian to charge interest, which is usury. So, a lot. It left, uh, like, a vacuum. Yes. And Jews were like, okay, we have no problem with that from an ethical and, you know, biblical standpoint like you guys do. So, we'll take these positions. And it turns out. (laughs) It's quite profitable. Yeah, who fucking knew (laughs) banking and money would end up. If you control, like, the money, you have a lot of power. Who fucking knew? Apparently not Christian. (laughs) <laughs> um, so and the other one was like old vaudeville like 
so I think the higher early, early, early cinema was considered kind of like slower. Yeah. And the, the pure form was like plays, I don't know, maybe operas and shit. Shit that like rich stuffy fun motherfuckers went to, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until this stuff caught on. And but by that point, there were so many like Jewish people in that community or that started those those initial studios. Um that as that became powerful, as that became like more and more popular, um so those businesses, those yeah, so did they. Those yeah. studios just grew. Yeah. So it's not like all of a sudden they all just fucking I think John Stewart had a good one. If you saw him on the Colbert <laughs> show, where he's like yeah. talking about which committee he's on and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that shit was hilarious. It's like we don't this isn't some coordinated fucking effort. This is uh this is shit, you can say like why are there so many black people in Detroit? Yep. Like, well, there was no, it's not like all the black people just fucking started telegramming each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, let's move to Detroit. This is the spot. <laughs> yeah. Spot. No, it was uh, Henry Ford and Ford was hiring fucking big time. So a lot of people went there. That's why you have such a giant mix of different races and ethnicities oh, yeah. and shit like that. There was a lot of work to be done there. So everyone always kind of forgets about all the like giant ethnic circles that are Nobody there. Nobody goes population back and... to the beginning of it. Right. Nobody does like, the, the research of it. They're like, why why is it like that? Well, let's fucking go find out. It's yeah. About like a hundred some odd years ago. Uh this was uh, something that I don't know, you could say white people, but you could say like rich people really didn't want to do. Like, oh, this is low class shit. So a group filled that void and they made the fucking best of it. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> yeah, that area's doing pretty well now. Looking so. kind of cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. They make billions now. When he said, "If it's black, it's a gang. If it's Italian, if it's a mob. But if it's Jewish, you can't quite name it." <laughs> coincidence? We shouldn't talk about it's it. It's a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hey, what do you think he meant by that comment? Um, I believe. And it was from my own perspective. Okay, I'm going to unpack it from what I thought. I think it's crazy that only the Jewish community has a whole terminology for if they're hated. No other race or religion has that. And not saying it's undeserved, but anti-Semitism there's no name for if you hate black people or Asian people or Islamic people or, you know, Hindu people. And they have a term. I believe... You get what I'm saying? It's kind of... Yeah. It's how, like, black on black crime always has its own yes, special fucking title. it has title. something for it's that, like somebody, there's It's no... like somebody specifically took time to make this a thing. Yes, this this is more, this ranks higher. It's the same mm. complaint that we had when we were, uh, hell, uh, earlier episodes we had when we were talking about the LGBTQ plus community gets preferential treatment if you joke about them, but anyone else just has to take the joke. And if you want mm. to be treated equally, you have to be able to take the hits and keep rolling because everybody else is getting the jokes. That's how I feel about it. You can't talk about their community and you can't talk about the Jewish community or is this whoa, 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 that's too far. And oh, I do say. 
Yeah, that's what I was unpacking it as. And I believe too often in the last few days, because they have whole fucking committees, if you're labeled anti-Semitic, that way out, whether or not you are. And, I mean, yeah, I get what they're doing and what they're trying to prevent, but you're not the only group that gets jokes made about them or that can be discriminated or segregated against. And I just, there's a sense of understanding, but there's also a sense of inequality. And it's not to make lesser of them, but it's to make more of everybody sometimes feels that their group is more oppressed or or needs more validation than others. And they just happen to win that race in the sense of terminology that they have a word for. And you definitely get demonized if you're a medic, as you should, if it's legit. But in the sense of the three men that we, we mentioned earlier, I don't think they fall into that category. And I think with those three examples of Kanye, Kyrie, and Dave, they were too easily thrown into that. So I wanted to, th- I agree with that. I agree that um, it seems to be an especially sensitive topic. It shouldn't be that hard to talk about. Yes. And I wanted to, I wanted to throw in John Stewart on that one. Please. I, I, I watched him and Colbert interview, and I really want to know Colbert's thoughts. Mm-hmm. He, he said, you know, in the interviewer, um, John let his feelings be known and his thoughts be known. I find him to be and especially wise and like well, really strong communicative man. Like, oh, yeah. Like there are things that I have felt um, during when I'm watching one of his interviews that he must be feeling too. But then like he'll let the person say what they want to say and then he'll come back with just like a very succinct version of what I would try to say. Like, I would take, like, 30 minutes to try to say it. He says it, like, two seconds. I'm like, fuck, you're good. <laughs> like, you clearly get to the goddamn heart and the guts of what... what oh, he does. Know. Yeah, and he does. He, and he's good at picking up bullshit. He's, like, almost Bill Burr levels of, like, picking up bullshit. Maybe yeah. comedians have to do that. I mean, it's a comedian thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, but the... The, the the comment that he made about like this should be that hard to talk about and if we don't talk about it or if we don't like if if the jokes aren't happening or if we don't talk about it if we just put our heads in the sand or if we don't let if we instantly demonize people when they say stupid shit like this it doesn't make it go away people still think that, like Jews run the banking some sort of Jewish cabal yes. runs the fucking banking world or something like that yeah or that the word cabal comes from something jewish i I remembered that a day ago but i don't remember now oh anyways um so like even that word that just which is known to be kind of a negative connotation um like uh, stems and comes from uh something jewish and something anti-semitic but the the, the point that he was trying to make, and I really liked it, was that w- without, you know, taking the conversation to the next step, which is not just like shouting people down or demonizing them or be like, ah, it's the mind, and then immediately shutting down their platform. 
taking it to the next step of like an actual conversation. And this is a good opportunity too. This is not like some fucking rando. This is this is Kanye. Who the fuck yes. hasn't heard of Kanye? That's what I'm saying. So this is an excellent opportunity to advance that conversation. That's what I felt like John was getting at. Um, and I think that's an excellent point where the, the jokes about like I'm on the oil and bagel committees or whatever the fuck yeah. or bagel flavors, it, it pokes to the absurdity of the notion, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and with that, just that simple, that joke and pointing out the fact that it's an absurd fucking belief would have never come to light or never come to air, not in the platform that it had, you know, the, on the on Colbert's fucking show, the late night show or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, without someone willing to advance that conversation, like John Stewart. Yes. And same with, I think, Chappelle's conversation. Um, he took a little bit more of a slicing comedic turn of it, of course. Uh, if you actually sat him down and interviewed him for 10 minutes, he'd probably get a different take. Oh, of course. He was up there to make jokes. Yes. And then going all the way to the other two, I feel like they were also trying to make points. That's what I was saying. Yep. Completely different than, than John and Chappelle. Yes. But like <laughs> they were trying to make fucking points and trying to make like uh, stand up for their community or like feel like they require additional validation or have additional feelings of being repressed lately. Uh, to your point you know, from a couple minutes ago. So, yes. but but they just did it in a real shit way. Yes, that neither, neither of them are good communicators. Yes, and Kyrie has never been a, a good communicator from anything he said. Kanye, I'm shocked at because Kanye can deliver some not only meaningful lyrics, but when he's lucid. His his interviews can be quite powerful and meaningful, but obviously he isn't lucid because the shit he was spewing, I don't know. He was giving us crazy talk. So that's the question, actually, is like, was that him? So uh, what is it like people that are bipolar or something like that? Um, they feel the highs, but then they feel the lows and the medication like cuts off both. Like puts you in the middle. A lot of people just hate that. Yes, I, 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 I can think, understand. I think Kanye is probably at his fucking best musically, artistically, when he's got when he's bouncing between those two, right? When he's probably at his highs, and then obviously, and not obviously, but music is, in my opinion, some of the best music is brought by pain. Yes, in some fashion, like being able to touch into that soulful, mournful part of the uh, human experience is what makes really good music. His not a hundred percent, right? Or those not, not first house techno. <laughs> three albums, yeah. When he first came out, his first three albums were his highs, and then he gave us some good dark stuff, sadly, after the loss of his mother. Yeah. 808s and Heartbreaks and Dark Twisted Fantasy were phenomenal albums, but it was layered in darkness. Well, even, like, upbeat shit is layered in darkness. There's a reason why most... Maybe not most, I'm generalizing that. But a lot of comedians have had, like, fucked up upbringings oh, or yeah. like a really fucked up situation like humor or upbeat shit is often bred from knowing the difference between yes. the two yes. like you can't have the good without the, the dark or whatever the fuck but it's that kind of juxtaposition that I believe 
creates really good art. Absolutely. Um, and he felt the highs and he felt the fucking lows. And I think that you need both of those in order to create really, really good art. That's my opinion. And I think that probably neuters him when he's on his fucking medication. So I don't know if he has to get off of it in order to put out speak something. Speak his mind. Yeah, yeah, speak his mind or feel like he needs to get back in touch with that. Um, but when he does, <laughs> he apparently becomes a miserable cunt to be around because that dude's yeah. had divorce. That kid's got, I mean, it's clearly it's really difficult and volatile to be with. And you can see it from the interviews. Oh, yeah. He's unhinged. Although, did you see that one video with him and I forget the guy's name? He's a Russian Jewish guy. And was it the Fox know. News dude? No, it wasn't the Fox oh. News dude. Um, just a really, really good interview. I'll have to go find it. I was only mm. caught pieces of it, um, oh. but it was fairly recent. And I mean, the whole thing's fairly recent, but this was the last few days, I think. Oh, and uh. So, like, talking to this guy who just remains calm as shit, right? Even mm-hmm. though Kanye says some wild shit <laughs> at this guy. He never loses it. Um, and he just calmly talks Kanye through that. You can see, like, Kanye starting to turn, like, starting to realize that he's not being attacked by this guy. Even though Kanye's saying shit, <laughs> that should get his ass attacked. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, maybe this guy does understand, you know, kind of thing. He is listening tr- to me. Yeah, he is listening to me. He just—I feel like we're all just children, just want to be fucking listened to, and told that's gonna be okay. Everybody wants uh, some, uh, even though they always say we shouldn't want it. Everyone wants a little external validation. It's just being so. human. Yeah, just, yeah. So, he might have been going through some shit. This is all guesswork, but outside looking in, it looks like dude is having some issues. Needs help or understanding or validation on that. I don't know who got it in his head. Maybe that Candace bullshit. But, oh, man, God, probably. Because he mentioned her a couple times in her BLM whatever. Oh, my uh, God. Her documentary or whatever. Yeah. That's not to say that that, that whenever I a bunch of money starts flowing into something, that it's, people with a shitty don't show up. It's mm-hmm. just, it's her I have the problem with. Yeah, there was some money stolen there and but I think it was her wanting to expose BLM because I'm just a black hating person. I kind of think so. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if, that's how it comes across. Yeah. If anyone else delivered the message, I'd be like, oh, man, that's messed up. I hope they, you know, get those people stealing the money. But because yeah. it's her and her track record, I don't want to I don't want to hear it from her. She's just unpleasant and she's negative tries to give support to her and her self-hatred all the time. And I'm all, every time I hear her talk, I'm like, who hurt you? <laughs> That's all I want to know. I want a backstory yeah. of her because something, I don't know if her dad didn't love her or mom did something to make her dislike black. I don't know her upbringing, but something along the lines made her this. Yeah, I would agree with that. Cause Some, something God. happened there. Yeah, because she's insufferable. <laughs> I just I agree. Just I remember when I first got in touch and touch yeah through YouTube algorithms back in yep. probably 2016 or so uh-huh. with a lot of these uh I'll call them right wingers cuz they are yep. even if they're not straight up right wingers they flirt a little bit too much with oh, yeah. authoritarian tropes and right wing yep. shit. Um 
so like you know jordan peterson and uh definitely shapiro candace yep. and a couple of these other motherfuckers i was like all right i'll listen to you i'll hear what you got to say and uh and that's shit, what i remember I, to do. I remember i went dude this is fucked up like after trump won yeah i remember i went on to some of the like crazy nazi like website <laughs> so I'm like wait you guys are still around like, just blew my fucking conversation mind. we had <laughs> yeah i was like dude did you know these fuckers are still around <laughs> they got shut down or docs or something that that website wasn't around but it was like uh, it was uh clearly it was a nazi fucking website the oh, way that they spoke like i clicked on you know different things but like uh the main thing that i clicked on was like an explanation of what alt-right was because alt-right was this relatively new term I'm like i've not fucking heard of alt-right what is it yeah and this all seemed to congeal into this certain ideology that i can't quite fucking name other people have done a much better job of it um, I find, uh, oh darn it, I can't remember, but I wanted to give him a good plug. His name, I think, is Cody Johnston, um, from formerly of cracked.com. Mm. And he does like a one hour news podcast type thing where he's like the news today or whatever the fuck it is. I don't remember. And, um, <clears throat> he did a great one on Peterson, just like breaking down all the different areas that this guy's just kind of full of shit. <laughs> and I definitely enjoyed when he was like, hey, look, just here's whatever the 12 simple rules or whatever the fuck else. Like, here's things that are really solid that you could do to improve your life. And if you're a lost soul, I can see how that like draws you in. And same with, and, 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 and then this guy starts fucking going off about dumb shit that he does not need to be talking about. Um, like, you're, what are you talking about? Climate now? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I think he's just really good at playing with people's emotions and expectations because he's uh, like a doctor of psychology or whatever the fuck. But, like, shut the fuck up about climate. You don't know shit about climate. <laughs> Let's just start talking about accounting. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you don't know anything about that. Shut the fuck Jump up. Jump on in the ring, bud. <laughs> but yeah, stay in your goddamn lane or go get a degree in it. Yeah, like if you got a degree in it or whatever. I'm not saying that you need a degree to have an opinion on it, but if you have gotten to a point of celebrity and famousness where fame, not famousness, uh, although I kind of feel like famousness is a better. You got. I to think point, we could use that for people that achieve fame without any backing. Correct. Yeah. Right. Like yes. Kardashian type. Like yes. 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 Thank you. you get, you're picking up what I was setting now. I got you. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> so, like, this kind, this sort of, like, person who then starts talking about all sorts of shit. It's like when um everyone jumped on Joe Rogan when he made fun of masks. Oh, and, yeah. And, like, he was just cracking some fucking jokes. But because he has this huge platform that reaches so many millions of people, like, dude, you can't fucking do shit like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I see both sides. Like, oh, dude, dude, dude's just cracking fucking jokes. He didn't lay off that motherfucker because that's just what he does. Anybody who's seriously getting their life advice from Joe fucking Rogan needs to look inward. That's a natural outward. selection if you die. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I get your point. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you know, there's a lot of fucking morons out there. I mean, shit, when Trump started calling it the, the China, China virus, all of a sudden yeah. Asians started getting their asses whooped in the streets and shit. So, or when his dumbass clearly... was telling people to shoot up with Clorox. <laughs> yeah, and fuckers <laughs> were doing that. So, this sort of shit. Like, yeah. okay, clearly 
they just he needs to, he does need probably need to be more careful with his words. I get it. It sucks to tell a comedian that or somebody whose entire life is based on in like exploring tropes and having a, a fluid conversation and yes. honestly having opinions. Um so that okay, that's that's a valid criticism. I don't know if I agree or disagree, but it's definitely valid. I hear oh, you. I understand the, the the reasoning behind it. Right. And then you jump to someone like like Candace. Again, Shapiro and Candace and just a couple of these other ones. Peterson's a little bit more slick about it, but I find these two, Shapiro and Candace, specifically to be like just shitty. Like shitty takes on things, angry, like more involved in the like one upmanship of a debate or an intellectual exchange than anything else. They're um, that last level before hate speech. Yes, yes, that's what they are. Thank yes. you. You did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 fucking ramblings interpreter. Uh, I appreciate you. That's but, why like, I'm here, that, bud. <laughs> yeah, because they really are just that last vestige before you know. All of a sudden, a yeehaw gets to a certain yep. octave, and you're like, "Oh." <laughs> Some dude in the back goes, the South will rise again. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like a fucking Clayton Bigsby type shit. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, that's that's generally how I feel about like, okay, the, these right wing guys just have this, or ladies as well. Have this like certain philosophy, and you can start you can start feeling it. You start getting a feel for it. Like, there, I can't put my finger on it exactly, but there's this like lurch towards authoritarianism. There's this lurch towards the black and white, uh-huh. and there's this um, sort of unfounded victimhood complex. Yes, that is not like it's not earned. I'm not saying that victimhood complexes ought to be earned, but you can feel when it hasn't been. Yes, and. Like Kyrie, and this is how I'm going to try to connect it. Go um, for it. I feel like I've gone off the rails here, but I swear I've got a point. You're coming, you're coming, keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> I see the so, train like, coming. <laughs> so, like Kyrie, for example, goes through his, I don't know, you could argue that a, a black man experiences a lot of shit. And of course, it's, it's a good argument. Of course, yes. it's a fucking argument. So, you could argue that a black man experiences a lot of shit in America. Yes. And that is a perspective that is a just like, even if that person had a, just a magical fucking life, right? Yes. Just amazing from class, born, silver spoon, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Even with all that, there's some hardships there that are unearned, unfounded, unnecessary, and burdensome based on skin tone and ethnicity yes. and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So you could argue that that, if I want to try to define the word, is a, I don't know, earned victimhood. Uh-huh. I definitely do, I don't I definitely don't like that fucking phrase. Let's just put a pin in that and call it. There's some kind better. of victimization that took right. place. Yeah. But for him to then trace that to like this sort of like anti-Semitism, try to wind it in with that, I feel is like, I'm like, no, dude, you, you lost me at that point. He reached like, so too he, far. You you reach too far. You you you're now trying to get this like because again I don't know exactly what his philosophy is, but you're trying to intertwine the black experience with like being a Hebrew, I guess. I don't. I suppose I'm not quite following along. I'm like, 
that's 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 not that victimhood that at least I understand. So if you're gonna put that out there, you better be able to back that shit up. Not just like put some Nazi fucking propaganda movie up there. <laughs> and just be like, see. Once you go back to like Jerusalem and Egypt, I'm like, all right, man, y'all don't went too far back. <laughs> We're not going back to Bible times. You gotta do something to modern. <laughs> right, and that's that's where you can be like, look, yes, it, this is why. This is why I always find it interesting, um, just being a watcher of these conversations over the years. Be like, well, you know, the word slave comes from Slav, and white people were the original slaves that used to be traded. I'm like, yeah, but that was like thousands of years ago. Yeah. That's like, I hear you. I hear you. Modern slavery was much more recent. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, I hear you. Generations ago. (laughs) Yeah. Look, if we're going over the course of thousands of years, some, let's all agree that some fucked up shit happened over the oh, course yeah. of thousands of years. All right? of the humans, history was fucked up. Humans are the worst fucking people on earth, all right? Oh, like, easily. <laughs> We're just straight so, up demons if you want to go back yeah, in time. It's, yeah, right? Like, this, how far back you want to dig? Because you're going to find some genocide. Don't go looking it, back. Yeah, it's like in topsoil. You don't even have to dig that far. Like, you're going to find genocide. We're talking... So, Within the last 200 years, we got enough of the Holocaust and killing right. Native Americans and slavery. You ain't got to go that far back. Yeah. You start getting into Vikings and Romans and shit, it's going to get nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop right. going there. The second you bring up the word Pharaoh, yep. you've gone too far. That's game. You've gone too far. <laughs> yeah, I need you to dial that back a couple thousand years. Did least. you just say Moses? <laughs> nah, bro. Like, like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but <laughs> too far back. Sorry, too far back. Let's just let's keep it more recent than that. So the way you guys start throwing the Armenians and the Cambodian and all the fun crazy shit, yeah. or when people just straight up murdered their own people, like the Russians and the Chinese. Yeah, man. AD, man. AD. <laughs> yeah, AD. <laughs> Don't at least keep it AD. Shit. <laughs> so. So, so it's always funny to watch like those counterpoints. Like that's not a real counterpoint. You need to, you need to just not say dumb shit like that. That's an inside thought that you should have kept inside. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. And I think Kyrie, I think Kyrie had an inside thought that he should have fucking kept inside. Like if you ever feel an impulse to just dislike a group just because of what they are, <laughs> you know what I mean? We all yeah. have it. It's just I, I don't know why. I'm not yeah. whatever. You could have had a bad rub off with someone. I don't yep. really know. It's like that fucker wearing a turban. I don't like him now because he, <laughs> I don't know, flipped me off in traffic. I don't know. Whatever your fucking thing is, everybody has something. Last yeah, piece of chicken. <laughs> right, like like motherfuckers with man buns. I can't say that I've had a whole lot of positive experiences initially, and then after like a couple of years, I'm like, all right, I don't know where my hatred for man buns came from, but I got to take that back. You got to dial it back sometimes. That's not some <laughs> shit I would post on Twitter. Like, yeah. I'm going DEFCON Con 3, three on all on the man buns. <laughs> <laughs> when I wake up from this nap. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened to the man buns? <laughs> Anyways, that's one of those where you just need to have, like, that's an inside thought. And then you're like, okay, why do I really feel that? Where's that coming from? And then you need to address that internally. <laughs> yes. 
And then if you still feel that way, I don't know, put on a fucking arm patch and go march. I don't know. What to yeah, fine. Do something. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, it's fine. <sighs> fine, go full Nazi. I don't give a fuck. Go get your tiki torch in your arm Join patch. Join the, the bun snippers. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, the bun snippers. Whatever the fuck it is, I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's like, fine. You got hate in your heart. I don't know what to do. You obviously need help. Yeah. Yes. But oh, that shouldn't be step one. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be like, it's go time, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> it's like instantly go from zero to radicalized in like one YouTube clip. <laughs> I was like, damn, I don't know the last time somebody tweeted DEFCON 3. <laughs> <laughs> What happened? <laughs> I I saw that and I was like, I don't think he hates Jews, but I can see why they got a little nervous about that. <laughs> well, everyone does, right? Just like, oh god damn it. Like if all of a sudden it's like fuck these Romanians, I'd be like, uh oh. <laughs> Defcon what three, did... and you gotta think, yeah. damn, what kind of power does Kanye have? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, is this a legitimate threat? Do I now need to worry about this? I might need to arm up. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's not him that does shit. It's some yeah. fucking wackadoodle that's already halfway yeah. there. Like, yeah! <laughs> Let's fucking get him. Who's them? Yeah. I don't know. When the dudes start coming out of the uh, woodwork, like, we stand with Kanye and Kyrie. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't even like them. They're black, but right. they're right. Whoa. That's right. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's, it's like we said... We probably say this at least a couple times for podcasts. It's like that and uh, Ben Roethlisberger is a fucking rapist. Yeah. Um, old rape beard. Yeah, old rape beard. Like, <laughs> anytime you find yourself on the same side as Nazis and, like, <laughs> these nationalists and shit, you need to ask some questions. You've gone too get far. Here? <laughs> yeah, how do I get here? No, just, like... You got to go through the whole process. Yeah. You can't even come to that conclusion yet. You know, um, that is probably the conclusion you need to fucking yes. come to. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to analyze the process at this point. Like, why am I here? What happened? How the so fuck do I get out of this? with a swastika, the first two words <laughs> need to be, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The shit. Oh, I messed this up bad. Damn it. <laughs> How in the fuck did this happen? <sighs> I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, segue into our uh-huh. the, the next point. Of course, it would um have to deal with Poland and um the issue with their uh, missile crisis. <laughs> and that sucks. The, the day I almost shit myself. Because yeah. I get news from a coworker, we he goes, "Did you hear what happened in Poland?" And I go, "No, nah, I don't know what you're talking about." Because I'm thinking Poland ain't been in the news since the we, 40s. We let, God damn it, did we let Germany have another army? That's what, <laughs> what I thought. I was like, "They're back too." <laughs> <laughs> I thought we learned. So we come up, and, and it was right after hearing the anti-Semitic shit. So I was really scared. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Right. They went way beyond. So we, uh, you hear that a missile from? They thought it was Russia had landed yeah. and killed two people. I'm gonna say yeah. farmers. They were on farmland. They may not have been farmers, but if I hear two people yeah. killed on the farm, I'm thinking of farmers. Yep. So Fair. my initial thought was, oh, shit, I don't want World War Three to pop off because of this. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. And then my second thought, which is quite <laughs> nefarious, was I want the CIA over there to pull these bodies over to the Ukraine side and say, you know, we just hit some Ukrainians and something that was already <laughs> in war. Poland doesn't have to call NATO. Right. I just wanted anything to avoid Poland going, hey, yo, America, you said if they came this way, you back us up and we got to go, oh, fuck, I guess we do got to hit the nuke button. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and I yeah. just didn't want it to go there. That was my first thought. I thought that was the end for us. I was scared. I was going to call everybody I love and like it's been a good run. I love you. Yep. Yep. But Bye. So far, the investigation, as far as I know, said it was a Ukraine missile that was deflecting a Russian one or some shit. Yep. Yep. Which may or may not be true. I just hope they stick with it. And yeah. we're going beyond that. Do you have any input on that, Chip? I I heard the same thing okay. when I first. I had the same reaction too. I was like, "Dude, did they just fucking attack a, a fucking NATO, whatever member?" Yeah. Oh, yep. Jesus. NATO ally. I'm like, oh, we're all fucked. <laughs> um, the polls are fucked. <laughs> that's a tough spot to be in. You got to be like, your two neighbors are goddamn fighting. Yep. And all of a sudden, yeah, like a random like shotgun blast goes off and. Bah! It's a dog, and now you're like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> I can't just let that shit happen. <laughs> you're like, I ain't going to let them kill my fucking dog. <laughs> you tell your other name, hey, you told me you you had my back next time this fight yeah. got over there. <laughs> you ready? And he's like, oh, no, I, I just told Dude. you that. I didn't think shit was going. Get ready, yeah. dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you know what? That bullet uh, was deflected off another bullet. Yeah. And your dog just happened to be taking a pee at the tree. It was, yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> it's like your two neighbors are just having a fucking blood feud. You're like, I don't want to get in this. I don't think this is for us. <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll see what happens. Whoever's left. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. At that point, is it like a matter of reparations? Is it a matter of like you put additional sanctions on there? What the fuck do you do? Do you tell Russia you're like I'm gonna need some, some free gas for a month or something? Um, I don't the, know what to do. I, let's. I want to talk about like what would have happened if it was Russian. Do you think America needs to go in with like some strong language? I, uh, I don't think strong tactical language attack works anymore. I, well, definitely not. My problem that's is a, that's the scary part. The like, only solution. Any, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say no, no, no. the only feasible solution would be would be violence, and that's what I don't want at all. Well, even if that's not like solution number one, like step one, like all of this is is built on um, escalation. Like, let me tell you, this shouldn't have gone on this long. <laughs> this is just, let's just be honest. None of us, nobody on earth thought this would go on because this has been what 10 months yeah Yeah. February yeah 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 so 10 months ago I'm pretty sure the majority of people that weren't Ukraine and definitely not Russia thought okay this is fucked up but come spring this would be over spring comes and we were like all right come summertime they need to chill the fuck out yeah I I thought in six months yeah Russia would have taken over enough peace treaty something would have been signed you know what i mean like capitulations and 
you get this and I get that and shit like that. It's but, been in and out of the news so much that I've forgotten about it four times. Dude, the Ukraine, yeah, that's a good point. The Ukraine war used to have like a sticky at the top of Reddit. And it, yep. Every fucking day, multiple times a day, be like, oh my God. And uh, you're right. Like, it just dropped off. They stopped sticking it. Um, it was incredible to see what the fuck was happening. Um, and it's realigned like the world order because there's a lot of money lost in this. Uh, lives, too, but a yes. lot of money and like. Um, Global, tr- this is where I believe Putin really fucked up with this. It's just, uh-huh. he fucked up global trade. We were all trading. Granted, not everything was equal. Not everybody was super duper happy. But for the most part, things were. Uh-huh. And by doing this and incurring these like wrath of God fucking sanctions on himself <laughs> and his country and the whole situation with the like oil pipeline and excuse me, gas pipelines and stuff like that. They really fucked up because that, that destabilized Europe in a way that they're still scrambling. America is scrambling because yes. America's fine for the most part from an energy standpoint, but yes. um, they it, it still interacts with it. Like we, I think, have to not have to, but I believe that we're selling some of our oil or some of our gas in the open market and helping supplant, but now Europe, because they're in such a shitty situation and with a cold fucking winter expected, like it's going to be rough for them. It's going to be real yes. rough for them. Yeah. So you've destabilized all that. China's fucking economy is slowing down like crazy because they're the manufacturing plant of the world. Yep. So, so when demand crashes, their cost of living, there's about hundreds of millions of people that need to, uh, need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <for that> <laughs> Ukraine. Yep. I didn't learn that can... until this happened. <laughs> they're a big one. Fuck, man. There's like oh, a no, lot that there. goes through there. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, you destabilized all of that and gained fucking nothing. Like nothing. And in the midst of us like trying to recover from the pandemic, now you got bankers trying to control for inflation. And yep. I, I think the Ukraine war was kind of the shot that really started all this off. Don't get me wrong. Nobody was super awesome about COVID. But I really think that it started to, to go from a slow burn to a fast fucking burn right around the Ukraine crisis. And it was the perfect storm of just shitty situations. Right. And bad decision making by, let's say, a country or two. Yes, and 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 I guess that's like my point in terms of um, you know I no okay to piggyback on your point sorry uh, for mm-hmm. line, is the like nobody thought that this was going to go on this long I definitely agree with that I think a lot of people agree with that and then for us to still be in the situation I mean it's going to last a year at least. Like, yes. Happens in three months, and something miraculous. So, you have constant and chronic destabilization. The fact that we've made it ten months without something really shitty happening, like a, a neighbor catching an air missile or something else, 
uh-huh. is actually surprising to me. So I guess that's my ultimate point. You asked me, like, what do you think of the situation? And I, I, I talked about everything I just talked about, and then ultimately come to the conclusion of, I can't believe it's been this long without I'm something shocked. that was... this hasn't gone nuclear. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. And I, yeah. I feel like all this destabilization all here, and it hasn't escalated into complete and total shittiness. And I wonder if there are a couple stories like that. Like, they pull the bodies across the fucking state lines. They're like, nope, this is fine. I feel like, Just yep. to keep. Hell yeah, because no one wants that. You know what? Nobody wants World War Three. or anything. I know. think as crazy as this motherfucker is, Putin don't want that. He doesn't want that. I think he's a Bond villain. I think he's a sinister son of a bitch. But yeah. I don't think he really about that life. No. Yeah, because no. that comes with a hell of a cost, because... As my dad used to say, if you go into a fight, you got to bring ass to get ass. You, <laughs> you're taking a hell of a risk talking about nuclear shit. Like, you're the only one that's got it. Every, it's, uh-huh. it's quite a few countries that have it. So, He's an idiot. I don't know why he would do that. Like, even I think he likes to, to talk of his game. And I'm not saying he's completely incapable of doing it, but I believe it's more of a show of authority to let him be that dude. Yeah. But I I believe when it comes down to actually pressing the button, this lunatic has to stop and think, why you think, oh, even the dude that is irrelevant as fuck that likes to make sure he pops in the news every three months, Kim Jong, <laughs> he likes to pop off a missile every so often at a flyover somewhere, but he makes sure that bitch don't hit anybody. <laughs> he ain't hit nobody yet because he knows of the consequences. People can act crazy, but there's enough sanity in there not to get yourself fucked up. Right. That's yeah, when I know people aren't crazy, crazy. So that's a funny part because I wonder about that. Like, you can give some crazy fucking orders, but once it goes across a line, someone's going to come put your throat in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a shit how many friends you think you've surrounded yourself with, but if you're like, that's it. Let's start the nuclear holocaust. You're one man that's about to kill like seven billion people. When no, does your some dude's gonna take you out? Own people turn on you. Where, where is they limitations? I think when you order a nuclear war, that's it. I I think if he said it and he knows that they would kill him. Whichever Dude, one I of those guys I mentioned, I I, I hope. Because the CIA is probably listening anyway. I hope that the CIA has someone next to the president. Oh, I hope that Casey pops off. Sleepers in, against all of those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just like a like a guy like from Invincible. Yeah, like he's not <laughs> <laughs> just some dude with a stupid amount of fucking power that is supposed to keep the motherfuckers that think they have a ton of power in check. I just and... want some yep badass dude there. It just keeps the Holocaust from happening. Yep. That's it. Like, that's your entire job is to keep the planet from burning. Yeah. And if anyone ever gives an order that directly defies your standing orders of keep the planet from burning, you know what you need to fucking do. Put them down. Put that Put ass down. down. Dude, that, that dude trips and falls out a five-story window. Whatever the fuck it is. Like, this would be a theme in Russia. So yeah. let them fall out the window. Uh, fuck it. Apparently, yeah, it's quite <laughs> common. So I don't know. What, I don't know why there's so many stairs near windows over there. I don't know. I don't know, know yeah. Especially at a hospital where 
the windows don't open. So I don't know. <laughs> so unless he fell out of a Martian hospital window, I don't know how that dude fell out. Yeah. Um, that's how I feel about the poem. Yeah, what are you gonna say? I said that's how I feel about no. that. Now mm-hmm. I was going to touch upon the midterms, but I also wanted to mention that one. I knew old girl was old as hell, but I didn't know Nancy Pelosi was eighty two. Yeah, you she shouldn't be. Every, she looks oh, every she looks older than that. She's a goddamn crypt keeper, but. <laughs> I am frightened by the fact that, well, not frightened. I think it's sad that I think part of her stepping down was them beating her husband. And much uh, yeah, of I, I wanted all those people to go. I didn't want violence to be used to remove them. Because that's no better than the people that were doing, you know, the, the January 6th or whatever the fuck was going on yeah. type shit. I, I don't want threats and violence and that kind of beastiness to be what influences somebody to leave. Yeah. And I am, however, very glad that everyone that was backing Trump in that election was lost by cheating and all of that bullshit Mm -hmm. didn't win anything. That makes me happy in the sense that a majority of the people were like, all right, we got to let these election deniers go. The time has passed. This is done. They were stupid in the first place. We got to move beyond that. Dude, I still fucking see it. I still see a lot of it. More than Oh, like. I know, but the people that were, were in the running for those seats that were election denier candidates had lost. Yeah. And I was happy to see that. No, I know it still exists. That frightens me. And um, I'm curious in the next few years to see how many of these fools back Trump again. And I'll repeat myself. It's nothing against the entirety of the right wing or whatever. It's just Trump himself. I think he's a complete scoundrel. Um, On top of that. So I I got a little bit of a look, and I'm going to ask you about, what is his name, Ron DeSantos? Mm -hmm. DeSantis? Yeah. DeSantis, thank you. Yeah. As of now, I have nothing. I I know nothing about him, so if somebody wants to jump through my throat or, you know, inform me more, that's cool. He would have my vote just based on the point that the man's 44. (laughs) Just the simple fact that he's young and he's bringing something else. I'm tired of voting for, you know, these octogenarians. So if he presents something, I don't give a fuck about the man's party. As long as he don't come up spewing some neo-Nazi shit, he probably got my vote just for being of a reasonable age with life in him. (laughs) So if the, the, the left side wants to bring somebody new and fresh up, because I can't do this Joe shit again. I definitely ain't doing the Trump shit again. Yeah. Don't give me those two options again, for fuck's sakes. Get DeSantis in here, and let's play ball, and get somebody else that has blood still in their veins, and let's get it rolling. But Where, how do you feel? I, I'm, so, 
I think DeSantis is probably going to be the future of the Republican Party. I also mm-hmm. think that like his win in Florida is domineering as it was needs to be taken in light of like how many probably Democrats or left-leaning people fled the state and were replaced by Republicans or mm-hmm. right-leaning people during gotcha. the pandemic because their their policies, the policies in the blue states definitely were more harsh, right-wing. Were more yeah no 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 we're uh, the policies in the blue states are definitely left wing. It's funny that you say that, that you say right wing, because they were authoritarian. They were like more pro lockdown, more like restrictive than the the, the blue, red states. Excuse me. Yes. So I think if you had a certain ideology, you went to Florida, because Florida tried to make itself the like, you know, non lockdown shit happens, shit happens, mm-hmm. but at least we're going to be free kind of thing. And Florida, so you and definitely. Texas. Right. And it also helped the, we'll call it generous amount of gerrymandering that that fucking district and, or that, that, that shit happens over in, um, in Florida. Like that was one of the most like shittily, uh, district, I'm sorry, gerrymandered, um, states. They also did some crazy shit. Like with, um, if you had some sort of felony in your record, you could vote. They passed a, a law or something, legislation a while ago and somehow i'd have to get a little bit more details i just know that they suppressed all those votes by that disallowed um, either that law to take effect or or some sort of thing so people thought that they could if you had a a a felony on your on your record at some point they thought that they could now vote if they i don't know the details whether you need to make some sort of amends or it had a certain amount of time had passed but something around like a million votes didn't happen um, that they were estimating would happen because this law was whatever, uh, overturned or whatever happened. So anyways, a million people were suppressed on that. Who knows how they would have voted? Fuck if I know. Um, no, yeah. if they all would have voted right. I have no idea, but um, I'm curious who the fuck can pull this, but if you, if you find some shit on the internet that tells us like how people with felonies tend to lean politically. <laughs> maybe we <we'd, laughs> get a sense. I don't know. Maybe they tend left. I have no fucking clue. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I'll um, have those if, numbers. <laughs> if if we if we apply some sort of logic and expectation to it, we can say that people from poor communities usually end up in jail. Most mm-hmm. of the opposite. You could probably yes. go with that generalization. Also, with the generalization of people in poorer communities, usually tend to uh, lean left. If yes. you're from like an urban poor area, if you're yes. from a you know rural, but that's not. I don't think that the rural people are the ones that are getting themselves in jail. I think it's probably going to be urban. Um, and again, this is all just generalization, but I'm just hopping through the logistics or the logical loops here. Um, yeah, so probably they would lean left. And it's, that didn't come off as incredibly insensitive, but probably. So that's, it takes some of the shine off his big win in fucking Florida, but he's got momentum. Mm-hmm. And I would really love if the Republicans returned to some level of non stupidity. Yes. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like they yes. push the boundaries of what fucking level stupidity. America is willing to a. They've shown us the bottom. 
dude, right? Like every time <laughs> I think there's a new fucking bottom. They yeah. like Homer Simpson when he was like, I can sink way lower. So it's just sort of like idiocy that I'm done with, especially in the Republicans. In, in, within my lifetime, and I'm not that old because I'm 42. Yeah, they have gone from being the party of like the intelligentsia and the established like, you know, whatever the aristocracy would be considered over here in America. I guess the conglomerates and all the like big oil, big steel. Oh yeah, two hundred years ago, right? So those are the motherfuckers that ran Yale and Harvard and all these Ivy Leagues and shit like that. Yeah, they were the wasps. Right, and, and to watch that shit degenerate into the fucking yeehaw fuckfest <laughs> that it is now is really just sad because that's what trump wants that's the type of people that he attracts it's like these non-thinkers these people that just want a certain like to be told what the fuck to do the chaos i don't know the people who are they're the old tea party motherfuckers they're just full of hate i don't know what the hell the motherfuckers that want to watch the world burn yeah and i feel like they for four years um hijacked the republican party in a way that was just fucking shitty. In a way that, like, probably people who are even slightly conservative or, like, you know, moderate and would consider Republicans are like, fuck you. <laughs> I, w- I would say there are times when I had considered, um, I don't think I voted for a Republican for a bit. Maybe in a couple local things where they just, they were better on something. I don't know. Oh, okay. yeah, it happens. I've done it. it I- I usually will go towards somebody more independent or like a like a pro climate party because I, I feel the need of a bigger voice. I, I I would like to do that if I didn't um think it would be a waste, and I don't mean that insultingly, but I never I, anything. That's what that's what pisses me off about yeah. that whole thing is um, the, the two party concept. Well, not only the two party, but what you just said, like. Fucking pisses me off, not because you said it, not in the way that you said it, but like, yeah, the fact that that it's been set up like that, and and you feel like your vote is wasted. You don't feel like, hey, by voting for this uh, independent person, it gives the signal to the main parties of like, hey, look, whatever this person had to say was resonating with people to like ten, fifteen percent levels. That's no, they don't give a hope. Fuck. Yeah, it's just like you wasted your vote. But <laughs> it, and neither of those candidates, you know win yeah. anything and I go fuck because I've yeah. done it before while it'd be a green or an independent or somebody that's mm-hmm. not Democrat or Republic and then you right. see it was only me and 10 other people <laughs> and I go like oh fuck I threw that away <laughs> right. I know it's so it's just making me so fucking angry like, you get you see like there was one guy that was over here in Oregon and I think he was for the, one of the or some shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys need a bigger voice. I voted for that dude. That dude got 1.3% of the vote. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So it was like you and his mom. Yeah, basically. That's, that's yeah. it. Just like, like nobody else. It was just depressing. And I always it is, it wonder the fuck is their thoughts when these people run for those parties? Do you do you just like, I'm going to commit one day we'll break through. Do you just keep running into that brick wall? Oh, that's a good question, actually. Because like, what, what drives you? When do you get discouraged enough to go, hey, guys, I don't think this is working. I'm going to go either left or right. I, I got to yeah. go. And they're like, no, buddy, no. We can keep rocking. <laughs> I've been doing this shit for 30 years. Fuck, I'm tired. Right. 
I'm tired of telling my kids I'm a politician and they laugh at me. Or like, you know, I think Ralph Nader still gets a huge amount of for splitting the vote and taking votes away from uh, Gore back in 2000. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, dude was just, we all should have listened to that dude. <laughs> I hate to say it. Like, yeah, I get it. But also blame the system that sucks. Um, don't blame that guy. He had a, a damn good point. Like, hey, we are setting this planet on fucking fire. We're in a shit course. And honestly, 22 years later, we're like, yeah, probably should have. Oh, no, to this day, he was absolute. That motherfucker was spitting. <laughs> Al was on to something. We, we were really fucking this up. Mm-hmm. And still are to this day. We're yeah. the problem. <laughs> to this day, I yeah. still I'm thinking, damn, we should have listened to Ultron and Thanos. Fuck. <laughs> we fucked that up bad. <laughs> I don't know, Chip. So Ron DeSantis, I think, is he's I, I've talked about this with a couple of my friends. Like, I'm not scared of Trump. Trump's an idiot. Yes. Of course, uh, that goes without saying. You know what kills but, me? Can I can I say something real quick? Yeah, yeah. It's people that call him like a good business person, but everything this man's back just <laughs> going to shit. And whether it's the the college, the university, the fraudulent one he started, businesses that he's come up with, I don't even know if dude's like an actual billionaire. I, I don't know if anything he's done has succeeded. And calling himself made is kind of a slap in the face because that was his pop's money. Mm-hmm. And it's so much. This dude has pulled the wool over so many eyes. I think if you want to give him credit for anything, he's probably the best con man this country has ever seen. Yep. He conned his way into the White House. This motherfucker was on a reality TV show. Where he was telling people they were fired. Dude, every time he talks, all I can hear is mud around, mud around, mud around. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all that's all I fucking hear. <laughs> the fucking moron trying to sell other morons dumb shit. And I'm like, he got so many people to buy in with snake oil. Dude, he's nothing. Good God. Mud around, mud around, mud around. <laughs> uh, we're dumb we're just a dumb species <laughs> I didn't think in, in the political aspect would would go beyond the Kwame effect well that's what Dave Chappelle's point was where he's just like <laughs> we're doing exactly what you think we're doing it <laughs> goes back into like, play <laughs> <laughs> your fucking Star Wars board Bruh, I mean, okay. with that, no, Dave just explained the truest definition of when keeping it real goes wrong. Mm. He lived that shit Trump has, and he's doing it up, and people were cheering him on. Yep. I think so, that's what was the disturbing factor. Go ahead. So I wanted to pivot to that real quick. I'm, I think the midterms, what happened with that was crazy. I'm happy to see that the Republicans didn't get so big of wins and that maybe, this is my optimism talking, these two parties will have to fucking work together to actually get anything done. 
Probably not, but whatever. I can dream. We hope that every time, but hopefully one day we're right. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully one day. So, good God. So I wanted to say, like, okay, what about keeping it real going wrong? Like, that was one of our topics, too. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Is that on like um, because I didn't read too much into the story of um, oh my gosh, what's his name? I just take off, lost take it. off. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, it wasn't his thing. It had nothing to do with him. Um, it didn't. He he um, he was at a dice game at a pool hall, and I think it like between two and three in the morning. Yeah. Um. He was there with uh, one of the other members of the Migos. It's escaping me right now. And um, dude starts popping off at the mouth. Words are exchanged. Escalation to violence comes. Guns were pulled out. The first shot hit him in the back from somebody in his own camp. The second shot was from somebody on the opposition side. And he was pronounced dead on the scene. That sucks. What bothers me is first the escalation of violence. Then the fact that millionaires are at a dice game at all. Anyway, I don't think <laughs> I'm not trying to shame anybody from, from I'm not trying to victim shame, but honestly, let me be honest with anyone that's listening. If you're from the hood, and that wasn't his hood, these dudes were from Atlanta. This this took place in Houston. Think any level of success that gets you out of the hood, you should ever go back under any circumstances, any hood, even your own hood. Fuck your own hood. Fuck any hood. Because you put yourself at risk. And or you think at a no point should you have gone to a dice game, dog. Dice game <laughs> ending peacefully. If you're not shooting dice in a casino, you're probably gonna die. I'm not trying to make light of this young man. I'm so sorry he died. I'm so sorry of what happened and how it affected his family. But for the love of fuck, come on. Why were you there? I hate these stories when these young men go back to the hood and they wound up in these situations. Or their lives are lost. Or there was another rapper. I'm trying to think. Somebody just told me. He's getting brought up on charges for attempted murder. And I'm, I am I hate this misconception of you got to keep it real. You got to stay hard. You got to keep your street cred. You got to be about that life. Fuck all that. That doesn't mean anything. Because mm-hmm. anybody that has achieved any level of just pure success like Jay-Z. Jay-Z ain't shooting dice with nobody. Right. If y'all want to talk about cats that's really making it, and I'm not, I'm not saying anybody that has been killed was in the hood because I mean, Tupac was at the New York, I mean the uh, Vegas Strip. Yeah. So sometimes there's an outlier, and somebody was going to get you anyway. But if you raise the risk and you put yourself in that predicament. I'm upset with that because even I, when I go back home to Detroit, I'm not out there in the hood trying to roam around. Let people know I'm still about that life. And I ain't even got that much success. But I, I, I don't want anybody that's like, oh, he made it out. He must think he's better than us. Let me take a, let me bring him down to earth. And they put me in the ground. 
nah, man. I don't want to take that risk. Because I value myself and I don't want to move like that because we know how jealousy and envy can pop up anywhere. That's crazy that that can happen with such regularity. It's happened so much. I think there hasn't been a month in this year alone that there hasn't been uh, a rapper that has been killed. Yeah. I don't... So, I want to break down the going back to your hood kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. it's, because I know that there's, a, there's a certain stigma against what you said, and feel free to correct me. This is you know outsider trying to look at it. No, please. I want to hear your input. So, like, there's a stigma to just straight fucking leaving, right? Yes. Because there's a stigma like, oh, he forgot about us. He forgot where he came from, mm-hmm. and that's not that's not unique to specifically the hood or the black community. That's everybody who. Watches a member of their community up and leave and not come back, and enjoy success. There's jealousy there. There's oh that yes. fucker forgot about us. Oh you're you're too good for us now, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then th- that brings the whole like we'll all fucking show you kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. So I hear you on that. So I know there's a certain amount of stigma that comes along with that. Is it especially unique amongst the black community in terms of the? Just the acute feeling of being left behind in that. Um, yes. Like what is a major driver of, of, of that like feeling? Because I, I feel like I hear more of that that leads to either escalation or violence. Or is it just a combination of the fact that the, the, the fucking hood is inherently a violent goddamn place? And everything you, know, that, you said. That's what comes with poverty has a merit of truth because the hood is usually a violent place because of the extreme poverty and people that don't see a way out those that got out are deemed sellouts because they put in either a certain amount of work or were fortunate enough to find a way out and that breeds a certain level of jealousy and envy and it also creates this whole I think, what was it, the Jay-Z quote of somebody said that he changed. And he said, if you spend 10 years being the same person and you haven't changed, you wasted 10 years of your life. And I think so true, we all go through changes. But to get out of the situation of being in the urban environment of the hood, you have to change who you are a little bit to grow, to evolve, to escape. And that's why I do love people like LeBron. He reaches back and he gets people because he brought his friends that came with him from Akron Akron, Mm -hmm. and he gave them jobs and opportunities and he, you know, and he still, the schools and all of that. If people do that, that's cool. Everyone doesn't have that capability and I understand because I know Jay-Z does a lot of giving too. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that negates some of the feelings towards them. I'm pretty sure there's still haters against both of them, as we all know. But still, I don't know if there's a way to cancel out any of those like pessimistic viewpoints about people that make it out. Yeah. And that's even more of a reason for me saying 
you have to guard yourself. If you go back, because, you know, I go back all the time for mom and friends and close family that's there. Yep. But I know when I do go back to go to certain places, go to people's houses or restaurants or, you know, movie theater, I'm not going out hanging out at the club. I'm not trying to go to some house party. You're not I'm shooting not dice shooting at the dice. Of the fucking morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not shooting dice. I'm not, you know, at a back alley. I'm not posted up on a corner trying to show, yeah, I still be out here. Y'all know I'm about that life. I've always been 313, baby. I'm not trying to do all that. So that was my like next question is there's a certain sense of like familiarity in home. Because that's the life that you knew for however long. Yes. And I get the like, I think I can put myself in the shoes of trying to like deal with that emotional component of it where this is what you grew up in. This is what in some way, shape or form has provided you with the skills or whatever that made you a success and allowed you to get out there also. Absolutely. And you do leave behind friends and certain like, not even just friends, like I'm sure as you like become more successful, you get surrounded by motherfuckers that just are not real. Yes. That are just, yes men, you know, shitty fucking, like you can't even trust them. Like I think after a certain amount of success, you probably can't make friends. Yes. Um, either anybody who's at your level of success is trying to utilize you, um, or you've got like hangers on that are below, or if honestly anyone's above, it is possible that they. Yeah, the rare people come pull you up, but more than likely they're trying to keep you down to try to maintain their position, whatever hierarchy you're talking about. I'll also uh, interject. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'll also interject to say from my own experience, I have the value of having um, two very good friends, John and Joe. Joe's black, John's white, but... I don't have the same um I don't get to interact with as many black friends as I would back home. And oh, okay. that's not to insult cuz I I got quality friends here and I love hanging out with them but it just seems um like a cultural type of disconnect. And mm. I don't know whether to call it isolating or it's not as inclusive or something. You don't, there's a, uh, I guess disconnect is exactly what I wanted to say. And that's not to wrong the friends that I got that aren't black, but it could also be growing up in a predominantly black area of Detroit and the people that I was around and the culture that I grew up in in the society that surrounded me and then coming into the air force and then, you know, the more professional aspect after and not having that because both of the jobs that I, I was at when I was at the college, William and Mary, there was just something. Steve was the only black dude and where I'm working now, I'm the only black person. Mm. And it's just, you get what I'm saying? I don't know how to... That's got to be a fucking trip. Just, like, think that through. Because, from my perspective, mm-hmm. 
I grew up like in suburbs, right? Predominantly white, but we interacted with like other white and I guess what some of my more woke friends are calling white adjacent. So like you can use Asians or well-to-do Arabic people and things of that nature. Apparently okay. this is called white adjacent because they have power and structure and all that. Shit. Never use that whatever. phrase, but all right. Fucking I'll whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to stay on top of it so I know what the fuck people are talking about. All right. Um, but they, um, you know, I'm, I'm come from an area where it's going to be mostly black. Or I'm sorry, mostly white. Yeah. And then when I got to a, a chance to work around, not just diverse, not just like populations of all over the place, but like specifically a lot of fucking black people. Yes. It was eye opening. I'm like, holy shit. I, for the first time, I had like a little glimpse into this world that I, is it really? Yeah, I would say as a white person, you don't just fucking hop into that shit. You need someone to kind of guide you through some shit. Otherwise, yes. you're going to say something stupid. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> needs to go get themselves a friend from a different ethnicity because to help you. Highly recommend just, that. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to say something stupid. Me yep. and Ben, you're going to say something stupid. I'm sure you're both cool. But yeah. <laughs> um, it was interesting. I was like, I felt a lot of awkwardness there uh, initially because I. At first, I thought it was me. And then after a little while, I started to realize, oh, it's them. Uh, and not in a mean way or a bad way. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. they, have, they they don't interact with white people. They have no fucking clue how to interact with white people. Because uh-huh. they probably go their entire day or week without ever fucking, like, really, like, needing to. You know what I mean? Other than, like, you fucking wave at them at a gas station. Like, Thanks, sir. And you know, here's your change, sir. Or yeah. whatever. You know, like, outside of that, like, you don't have to actively, like, talk to or interact with fucking white people and that just gotta be a trip when like this is what your world is like it's predominantly people that look like you it's a a set culture and then you step out of that and then you really get to see especially you get out of an urban area you're like oh fuck it's not it's anything like that yep Best case scenario you're gonna get a good mix of people you got like Indians some whites some Arabs and whatever Asians and all this fucking shit Hopefully you get a good mix and then you can just all interact at the same level and that you're not entering another place that is predominantly a one thing. Most of the time, I got to think that for black, it's entering this this area that is this one thing and this one thing is going to be white people. And where I'm at now is one Vietnamese dude and everyone else is white. Yeah. Yep. 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 And that's like most fucking places. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just got to be a fucking trip, like a mind fuck. So for me, I can always, you know, Detroit was something I visited. Okay, so I lived in the suburbs. I drove down. I worked in it for whatever, eight to 10 hours a day. And I drove my happy ass back. Yeah. It was not something that I straight lived, but it gave me a glimpse into like a, a world that I just didn't know anything about. It was fun going on. Um, I would go on uh, lunch trips with, uh, with Gerald. And oh, he would yeah. show me around. Like, yeah, we'd go grab some McDonald's. And he's like, we still got, you know, 40 minutes to kill. Want to check out some cool places? Like, yeah, I don't know anything about this. <laughs> and, you know, as, as with anyone who's got a little bit of history and knowledge, and especially since this man got to see Detroit back in his hay, oh, like, yeah. he's like, check this out. And then he'd go drive around. He's like, this was fucking cool. This was, you know, a place that was really awesome in the 70s and shit like that. He was walking through it. Um, 
So it's fun to get that like perspective that I never would have known anything about. Yes. Um, and I, to him, to, to hear him talk about it, to be on a journey with him as he was clearly going down memory lane because it had been 30 years. Um, it, there's a sense of home to that, clearly. Yes. I got that. That nostalgia. So, that nostalgia, that like sense of like, I grew up in this, I knew this, I have fond memories. Maybe maybe not all of them have fond, but I have generally fond memories of all this. Yeah. And, you know, it was... It, I'm wondering if once people like get out of that and, and leave and you know go be successful, whatever the fuck it is, there is always like the call of home. Not everybody can sever from home all that effectively. Oh yeah, because I what, still get that myself. And what sucks is that if home was toxic, mm-hmm. you still miss that. Yep. And that kind of sucks. It does. Like, even if you even if you intellectually like understand like this isn't fucking great but here you are drinking god knows what at 2 15 in the morning shoots dice <laughs> when, when one of your buddies starts getting mouthy with someone that you don't fucking know <laughs> yep <laughs> detroit for me was the was a mixture of gotham and wakanda <laughs> <laughs> I have no other way to sum it up. Yeah. And I and I loved it. And I, I just knew because not everything about it. I love aspects of the city. I, I, I do love my people, my friends and family from there. I just knew for me to grow and for my journey to evolve, I had to leave. And that's do not a Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go for it. Go for it. Um, do you feel like that you miss being in a predominantly black um, area? Absolutely. Or that you're missing out? Okay. Uh, Not just like missing home, but like, do you feel like shit? No, is... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, um, most definitely the uh, predominantly black part because there's a sense of... Uh, relation and it's not to lessen my friendship with you like you or John yeah, yeah. or any right. other white friends I have but growing up in one thing and having it flipped on its head and then you're you become the odd person out is very it even intensifies the sense of loneliness beyond just mostly when loneliness comes to my mind it's like the romantic aspect of wanting a partner <laughs> But I also mean this in the sense of community and the 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 friends and the dynamic of a certain culture. Yeah. And to not be a part of that anymore, especially at work and in social circles and whatever else dating or whatever, it's just completely different. And at times you just feel as though you're not able to completely connect and relate with everyone that's around me here in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I can definitely understand that. It, it's, it's something I've wondered about some of my like black colleagues here in, in Oregon. Oh yeah. yeah there's, there's like 13 of them or some shit, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, completely. Because I've always wanted to work with you again, but to be yeah. in Oregon, God, that would be 
whiter than where I am here. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because, like, I, I do wonder about that. I'm like, do they miss a sense of community? Because it sure shit isn't. It's like, sure, white community. But, okay, Pacific Northwest people are not Midwest people. These are, like, I would not call these people neighborly or kind. They're not. They're not bad, <laughs> but they're not like. It depends where you're coming from. Yeah, these are neighborly people. If you grew up in fucking New York, um, <laughs> or maybe LA or some shit, but I come from the Midwest where everybody waves, everybody's kind. Yep. Like, Thank you. Hello. How you, how you doing? Even if it's just a formality, nobody really gives a shit how you're doing. I fucking ask. I listen. I nod, and then I move on because that's yep. the way that you're raised. That's, yep. To me, that's that's called being just fucking neighborly. That's good. Who man. knows? You might yeah. make you you might make a friend. Who fucking knows? Quite Anyways, uh, so that, that's not what it's like here. <laughs> <laughs> just it's just fucking not. Um, that's not to say that it's just horrible. We're like horrible to each other or something like it's fucking Gotham, but yeah, <laughs> we're, it's just not the the vibe. So if you come from. Uh, and it, 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 I guess it depends, you know, I, I'm sure some black neighborhoods are less friendly than others, but like specifically uh-huh. anywhere from the South, um, anywhere from the Midwest, any of the big like black regional hubs there uh, in terms of like urban areas, uh, Detroit, Chicago, Atlanta, uh-huh. you know, things of that nature where people are a bit more friendly. When you come here, people are way more white and significantly less friendly. That's got to be such a fucking weird culture shock. Like I don't, I'm assuming that's daunting. Not only daunting, but I, I, I'm not comfortable or close enough with any of them. Um, to ask, maybe a couple, maybe a couple. Like if we we're like having a cup of coffee or like just seriously shooting the shit. Because um, I feel like I'm comfortable enough with a couple of them that they would I could ask something like that. But I don't know how deep we can get on that conversation. It wouldn't okay. be the same with you and I. Yeah. Um, where I'm like, dude, how fucking fish out of water do you feel? Because I feel it and I'm white. <laughs> like, if I want, like, I feel I'm Midwest and I clearly am out of my fucking depth here. And I, I, I just noticed that my friend group and our, like, circles within our friend groups are made up of transplants. Like, yes, not that many people I'm friends with here were, like, born and raised Oregonians. Maybe a couple, but for the most part, it's just circles of transplants that Come from different parts of the country and I'm not found each other. With any actual Virginians? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're either so you know military or something. You know that has come. Yeah, they're all that's, that's right. Transplants. I might so know like, a few here and there if I play yeah. cornhole or softball or something. But, <laughs> and that's just from the sound of it, it's predominantly white. So, yeah, I get what I, you're saying. So I, I got to wonder how fucking, like, just out of it they feel. And there's no black community. I, all fucking 30 of them or whatever the hell they are. <laughs> I make these jokes, but it's it's a little bit more than that. But oh, no, that I was much. there with you. I was the yeah, one Yeah, you were there, yeah. <laughs> Every time I visit, I help your senses. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's fucking crazy that you, you come here and you're like, all right, I got this good job, but I got these white people that have not really grown up around other ethnicities. They've just grown up around white people. And yeah. whether they've got good hearts or not, going back to what I was saying, of like, go get yourself a friend who's of another ethnicity so you don't mm-hmm. hear them say anything stupid. These mm-hmm. white people do and say stupid shit. 
because they never grew up around black people. Like, hey, no, you can't that's true. Things. I mean, you know, they haven't been exposed. Like the dumb fucking, dumb fucking professor, and I will die on that hill if anyone calls me out. Who went blackface like six years ago? Oh, and somehow still yeah. has her fucking job. She's like, oh, "What is my favorite author?" I'm like, "That's why you need a black friend." Do you yep. know what I mean? Just or at least slap somebody who's not a moron. You and go, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it's like, dude, that's not what you do. It's like Bill Burr, dude. I love his stand up, but he's talking about like, dude, every, like, <laughs> apparently white people miss the lotion fucking seminar, <laughs> just like black people miss the register your weapon thing. <laughs> this is why you need one fucking white guy. Wait, wait is that registered? What are you fucking crazy? <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> oh, man. I have I have a couple friends. Um, I have one that's Hispanic, mm-hmm. and the shit that she's told me, like shit that people have just said to her, I it, it makes me realize. You and I love our dark humor. We even yes. love ones of like a racial aspect, right? Like oh, we love absolutely. playing around with tropes and, and stuff like that. Joke around. Even when I'm being my absolute silliest, I would not ever even conceive of saying some of this shit. So, or if only I'm being my absolute silliest and making fun of something that clearly I'm, I'm taking to the, to, the, to the hilarious extreme kind of thing. Yeah. But people say shit like this. People say stuff that you and I would make only jokingly fucking seriously. And I'm like, wait, they said that to you? I laughed when she told me what he said. I was like, holy crap, that's some fucked up joke. You're like, oh, shit, you're serious. It's like, that person wasn't joking. I'm like, wait, they they literally said that to you? Like, yeah. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) That's some racist ass shit. (laughs) Oh, that motherfucker's racist. (laughs) Yeah. Like, holy shit, you can't just fucking say that. He like, bro. If you didn't put LOL at the end, you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. added that if you're like, um, oh my God, a Michael Scott level of, you know. Oh, the cringe. <laughs> <laughs> like you just make it horrible fucking jokes and you don't understand that you're being. You don't know a, that you're being completely inappropriate. Right. Yeah, but it's a whole different thing to just be in a work setting and just pop off with some racist sex and shit. Yeah, this is I'm like, wow, seriously? Like, yeah, that motherfucker said people like you. Oh, (laughs) you did not. You can't. Did you just start the sentence off with you people? (laughs) Yeah, and that's another one of those things of like you should have. You need another friend of another ethnicity, and that just goes to the point that I'm trying to make of like coming into this situation where people don't interact or have not interacted with people from your community very often. So you walk in and they are, everybody's prideful of their own community, right? So it's like, oh, you're an outsider coming into ours. You need to assimilate. That's just, I think that's how humans kind of are set up. Yes. And that's got to be shitty and daunting to a black person. You need to assimilate to white people. Be like, mm, yep. that gets me all sorts of bad feels. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you the history of that. I'm like, oh, and then they start being told they're too sensitive. Like, no, they didn't mean it that way. You're just taking it the wrong way. They're like, look, I could take the first ten of those and say that, yeah, I probably took, I got a bad take on that. But once you get to a thousand, it's yeah. not me. It's them. Yes, <laughs> they're the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to cut you off at some point. 
<laughs> Shit. Ah, oh, Chip. Yeah. It's a journey. Yeah. It's a journey. It's certain days I'm just like, fuck it, I'm packing it up. I'm going back to Detroit. But I just, yeah. I don't, but I have that feeling at times. Yeah, I know. I've honestly I've had that same feeling. Um, like, fuck, I want to go back to the Midwest where people are normal. Yep. <laughs> don't worry, the, the East Coast people aren't that much, or South, or whatever the fuck Virginians call themselves. That's another problem. I don't know if they're in the South or the East. Fuck it. I don't know. Wherever this is, Wait. it's weird. <laughs> shit, I always thought of them as South. I thought the same too, but they'll correct you. That shit isn't the real South. And I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Somebody so I'm hearing you're not going to rise again. Yeah, I'm like, you still staying down, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Losers be trying to come back hard, man. Confederate flags and neo-Nazis, I just don't understand. You guys lost. Yeah. So, quick Some people have a hard time letting you go. They just won't let go. I'm like, you lost a long time ago, bud. <laughs> So, Sorry, go ahead. Um, quick segment. Huh? You were saying you're gonna segue? Did you hear anything about a KD situation? No, I don't know anything about that. When you text me down, like, uh, okay, I'm gonna let Drew leave that. I'm just gonna briefly cover it because mm-hmm. it's uh, it's sports, but it's the ethics of it that I wanted to cover briefly. So Kevin Durant mm-hmm. and the Brooklyn Nets have not been doing well because uh, the Nutty teammate he has, Kyrie Irving, hasn't been playing mm-hmm. again because of, you know, what's going on with him. Yep. So, anyway, uh-huh. doing a press conference, I'm not going to be able to surmise everything that KD said, but he named off himself and his other four teammates, and he said, how do you expect us to win games with just me? And I go, oh, damn. damn. I mean – he was right because the other four people we named, no one can fucking know. They look like creative players from 2K, but um, the fact that he said it just, damn. It was a keeping it real goes wrong moment because I went, everyone knows you're telling the truth, but it just seemed distasteful. Yeah. And at a certain point, I'm thinking, how do you go? Because he named them all, first and last name for each guy. And I'm thinking, you can't use cold nicknames or nothing. Yeah, he loves his Christian and family <laughs> names, and I went, God damn. Didn't you go back into the locker room after the press conference? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the God balls damn, on this man. Some hardcore shit. Man, I know he's seven feet, but I would have the game jump his ass. He's really seven feet tall. Yeah, Yeah, I think he's like six ten, six eleven. He's he's seven feet. Yeah, yeah. That's that's something. Yeah. And um, it's just one of those things. I'm all for open communication and being honest. I just don't think you should dime out your teammates. I, you know, my philosophy. You don't need to shit on one thing in order to raise another. Yeah. So, I think that's a bad fucking taste. If y'all doing bad, just say, you know, you could say, you could allude to, you know, this isn't the best team we've had. 
we got to do better, but you start, you know, shitting on people. My God. That's not going to help your fucking morale. You can see no. Jordan doing shit like that, though. Yeah. So, Except yeah, Jordan, that, that goes to what I, what we've been saying. And you always hit on never shit on something to lift something else up. Yep. Which, for some reason, has also been a huge theme and hip hop as well, as everyone tries to be, you know, the best rapper held yeah, to yeah. a higher standard. And I just don't understand why people can't have whoever their favorites be their favorites without going, oh, no, nah, fuck that. This dude, whack. This dude. Yeah. I don't know why we can't have more than one great person yeah. at a time. When they go, oh, no, nah, uh, Fuck LeBron, Steph the GOAT, and you know, those kind of conversations. And I'm thinking, right. well, they can both be awesome. Yeah, like, I, there's this fascination with, uh, you know, who's the best fucking player? What about yep. Michael Jordan and, you know, LeBron? And LeBron they start breaking up stats. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's a shame I didn't put Kobe in that conversation immediately. But the. Uh, I find it's like. Shit that um, I'm trying to find the right words to to compare it. So when there's not any real news, <laughs> usually like pundits, you know what I mean? Like they fucking. Oh like, no, you're right. Start pontificating, start like earning their paycheck in a different way. <laughs> you get to feel O'Reilly motherfuckers like that dude doesn't have anything interesting to say about the news. He's just espousing his. Stupid ass fucking opinion. People want to listen to a stupid ass opinion for whatever reason. <laughs> Shit like that. That's how I feel like those conversations and why that develops into that. That is, who's, yeah, that's better. And like, you, just, you got nothing else to do, do you? All right, problem solved. I figured it out. Go back to that same I, age old debate. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah. So I feel like it's it. It, it ultimately is in poor taste. To, to even continue having those conversations. It's the it's... equivalent of just clickbait. Yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. get a there rise out of people. Yep. yep. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Yep. You got <laughs> to pick a side. You got to pick a side. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like those air quote gun to your head conversations. I don't need yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Choose. Yeah. So I. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I do think calling out your teammates is that's rough. That's some leadership shit that you need to handle inside the locker room, not outside. Of Absolutely, it. I understand Please. you're frustrated, but that isn't fucking. That's not helping anyone. Don't air go get traded. Go do whatever. That yeah. is in poor taste. That's that's just toxic ass shit. That's why, hey, like, some of the best fucking leaders and uh, who's his name Nash. That's why Nash is a good fucking like leader in that regard. Like. Frustration, whatever. He just fed people balls and kept things moving and didn't let, you know, when he had a subpar team around him, he made other people better. That's That's part of it. Like, yes, I get it. Like, you're not a fucking superstar. Or you are the lone superstar at the moment. But, I don't know, man. This is is the hand you've been dealt. You're going to play it or you're going to sit there and bitch about it? That's it. I mean, yo, if if you're that good of a guy, do what you can to make them as good as you can. You lose, it's not your fault, but you ain't got to say, oh, this guy, this guy, and this guy is the reason we suck. Yeah. Yeah. Also, get that man some fucking help. Oh, no, absolutely. Get him some help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be done with Kyrie. Just uh, move beyond that. 
Yeah, for real. That's the real conversation. Um, I got three more things I wanted to mention real quick. Two mm-hmm. of them go together. One, I'm just going to say, you know, RIP to Kevin Conroy, the true Batman. Yep. I was sorry to lose him. Such a wonderful voice. I saw a brief um, YouTube video that I'm eventually going to have to send to you of mm-hmm. what made him want to become Batman. And he was fighting with some things in his life and he could reflect and connect to the pain that Batman went through. I also did not know that he was uh, he was gay. And he said that was some of his pain that he had coming up in the industry of being ostracized and, and segregated against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I completely understood all of that. But um, wonderful dude that was in the the uh, animated series that he made just stellar yep. and in the video games as well that I love. Yep. Batman Beyond and the uh, oh Batman God. series. Uh all the, Man. the animated movies just yep the animated movies yep he's yep. great yeah no i and he was young like in my opinion 66 is time. 66 in these this, this day and time is very young yes that 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 makes me sad that's like you know we're all going to be retiring at 67 right uh-huh. like you could that's a year before technically you should be retiring yes it is. you're still working that's not even out of your life just start collecting pensions around there yeah yeah that's just, I don't know, that's just, that's sad. That's really young. And I know what happens, time marches on, but I hear he you. Was, I, I, as a person that I grew up with watching his shit, that being said. And hearing that voice, he was a generational yep. voice. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Every, yeah. every I watched the news very closely, and I'm like, please don't let James Earl Jones die this year. <laughs> that scares me so much. I, I don't know if we can make it out the year. I'm scared. I, 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 I know we've computerized his voice because what it's a not the same. voice, but it's not. I, I'm trying to hold Freeman for so long is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to. Oh, and and I guess it's not a segue because the man's not dead, but I could understand. So you heard about Chris Hainsworth? No, who the hell is Chris Hainsworth? He found out that his family he has two chromosomes or whatever I'm probably calling it wrong two genes that increase the probability of him getting Alzheimer's okay so he's going to finish wrapping up what he has to do so far and he's going to pull away from acting for a while because you know that scared the hell out of him because his grandfather currently has the disease oh damn and hopefully, you know, somehow he doesn't get it. But he said that got him starting to think about mortality and whatnot. And I thought about, you know, our podcast about death and so forth. And yep. I wish him the best because, you know, that's some yep. hard stuff. That's not news I would ever want to get. That's one of the things that scares Not to make light of cancer, but it scares me more than cancer losing my memories because you are your memories. Yes, your mind is who we are deep down inside. So hopefully, I, I agree with that. Yeah, well, it, that was tough. That was yeah. the end of. We should have an episode about like end of life care and shit like that. Cause that's kind of uh-huh. don't fucking thing. Um, yes. I'm gonna be seeing a lot more of that. As we, yeah, uh, that's. That's interesting. I, I, I think Angelina Jolie did it. Maybe a couple others. So one of my co-workers, former co-workers, 
got news that um, I don't know if she had the gene or if she like actually tested positive. I don't recall, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a certain gene that if you have it or whatever this combination, uh, you've got a really really strong chance of getting breast cancer. Oh man! So most of uh, people once they get that whatever that prognosis or that test done, it, the, the probability is so high that a lot of people end up having a double mastectomy. Just lop them off and I don't know, rebuild them with silicone or whatever the fuck. Mm. And um, this, and I remember when I first heard about that, that it just, that both freaked me out and kind of tripped me out too. I'm like, that's fucking crazy that you would just be like, Dude, I, I gotta, what a, what a proactive move. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you just cut your dits off. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm like. Holy Damn. shit. Because I can't imagine that. just, you know, cutting my dick off. Right. You just lock yeah. it. Like, imagine, like, testicular cancer is a thing. You just take and your balls. They, yeah. yeah. Just like, hey, yeah, you got to cut your balls off. We're going to give you some fake ones. You're like, the fuck? What? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to neuter me? Yeah. So, yeah. that's just. So, when, there, when I heard about that, that tripped me the fuck out. I would wonder how I would react or if, you know, I knew, so I, if I could, is I did ask one of my coworker, I was like, I, can I ask you a couple questions about that? And luckily she was pretty tight. And she's like, yeah. I was like, how did you, okay. How did you come to that conclusion? Is it something, you know, she walked me through it and like her thinking process and okay. she's got two kids. She's like, I wouldn't fucking do anything for them. Like, I totally get that. And, um, it was, it was, it was, eye-opening it was enlightening so i it would be interesting to talk to somebody that got a prognosis like that like look your genetics is such that in 20 years you know it's, it's gonna be fucking bad you won't know who you are kind of thing Fuck. yeah that's heavy so just to see what the, what what they you know their thinking process their thought process and shit like that because they're that's not anything you can do about no, that sucks. You can't just like cut your fucking brain out. So no, yeah, I mean, you can't do anything about genetics. Yeah. So great shit. Mm-hmm. The last segue that I have covering is until I went to game night with John Tay and a few other buddies. I didn't know about this last story. I didn't know about what happened in Idaho about the stabbing of four students were killed and a home. They told me about it while they were asleep. It was something odd. I was originally just going to cover the shooting and UVA mm-hmm. with the football players. And it was more of a what the fuck's going on on these college campuses, but that's not anything we could easily just broad stroke, but the increase in violence is noticeable enough that I'm wondering what's the connecting factor. What were you going to say? Poor students stabbed in their fucking sleep. Like, what the fuck? Yes. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I, oh, I didn't until a few hours ago. It's new. Yeah, it's brand new. Fuck. And 
It's more so of the why. And somebody asked, um, "That's some Freddy Krueger shit," is what they had some. That's fucking, what I'm saying. Is they were on homes <laughs> <laughs> in their dreams? Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's horrific. And yeah, the shooting in uh, Virginia. Yes. Like that was, I caught that story too. And that was a dude that shot three football players, was it? Mm hmm. I was like, God, you don't hear about that too often. No. About like teammates losing that shit. Yes. Like, unless, you know, they've gotten so many concussions, they're like fucking 50 that they start killing people. Oh, I mean, he, like, but he was not young, young men. And yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. That was I remember reading that story and I was like, wow, that is why? Like what is what you, what message are you trying to send there? I don't so know. So much they... to me is always the question of what led to that point. Yeah. Because I want to believe, and of course I don't know. I've never been a murder psychopath. Um right. how do you reach that point because I just can't imagine some random day you want to go out and just murder someone. Right. Is I there a build up where you especially stabbing? That's that's deep. I'm not trying to make light of shooting somebody, but I'm pretty sure it's a bit easier to pull a trigger than get up on someone and break flesh with a blade. Yeah. Because that takes a whole lot of malice and you got to commit and to do it with multiple people and take multiple lives in one night while yeah. they sleep. Yeah. It's frightening. At that level of fucking crazy exists in this world. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. And it's just, I can't, I couldn't ask anything, but when I hear these stories, but what the fuck? Yeah. Of course, I'm not going to be one of the people who's like, oh my God, the violence is at an all time high. We should, you know, take some extreme measures. Right, right. But it's all enough to make you wonder. I don't know. I, I don't know what, what the solution or even the, the process for trying to get to a solution is on that one. Are these That's all just so different? Is there even a solution? I would like to think that there's, there is, but really what I'm more interested in is what's the process to even start to figure one out? Not that the solution, like, essentially what's next steps? Where do we go from here? So I do think um, Oregon passed the, um, what's it called? Uh, a more restrictive gun control law where they've, they've kept uh, magazine close to 10, and uh, something else about it, something about like you can't buy a weapon without a permit, and uh, now the police are doing permits. Honestly, I kind of zoned out on that part. I really was interested in the kip in the clip capacity shit. Um, like you just don't need fucking thirty bullets in anything. That's never um, necessary to me. Yeah, no, that's a. As a 
fun weapon that you go to the range for. You don't need yeah. a, a bunch of fucking 30 clip weapons at home. You just don't. So, um, so I think that like, I know, I feel like I know what next steps are on that one. You start looking at where you can make inroads on reducing the amount of lethal weaponry that there is out there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's step one. But I don't know what the fuck to do about the human component. That's the like problem. that you just you just think that that's okay. We're not thinking that's okay, but you got to there. As you were saying, like something drove that person to that step, and there they fucking are now. Usually, like, we never get an answer because a good yeah. amount of the time the person is is killed, or yeah, that's true. even if they get to them, they never. A reasonable answer to what led them to it, and we never. I, I, I want a genuine discussion of what made you think not only this was okay, what the fuck triggered you? Yeah. What took it from beyond like I'm gonna whoop his ass to I now need to stab this person while they're asleep and there's three buddies. <laughs> yep, that's it. Yeah, like it went from hey man, I'm about to go beat some ass to you know what I'm gonna mm-hmm. just murder him. Yeah, murder. Because both of those incidents at UVA and in Idaho were personal. Because there's mm-hmm. no way these... I can't believe it was random. Right. We know for a fact the football one was personal. That goes mm-hmm. without saying. But the yep. uh, the Idaho one has got to be personal because you knew where the fuck they were sleeping. Well, yeah. So... What happened, man? <laughs> that's all I really want to know like, what? tell me something because obviously you're fucked up right I don't know I don't know Chip any other uh, hot topics you wanted to touch on or I think we got a lot we no, felt a we lot touched. yeah we did I went, Fuck, we got a lot to talk about man this was a good episode yeah, we should definitely yeah. do this again. I I, I like this. <laughs> Just a like a a check in once a month or a check in. Yeah, like. do a because we'll have our you know our our main focus topics. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we need a a rapid fire, right? Like what the fuck has been going on in the world? Let's help. Let's talk it out. I think I'm gonna call this episode rapid fire. <laughs> I yep. got that. Yep, this is the title of the episode. <laughs> Nobody will know the that we came up with it until they listen to all two and some hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Stick around to the end. Yeah, you'll find out. Yeah, with Marvel credits. So, uh, yeah, we are. We just post-credit this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Building a team. <laughs> I'm feeling good. All right, well. All right, buddy. It's been good, man. Thanks, bud. All right. Talk to you later. Yep. All right.